Namaste everyone. So let us talk today about the upcoming full moon in Malga Nakshatra, which is going to take place on 24th February. Now, these two particular full moons, the previous full moon in Pushya Nakshatra and the upcoming full moon in Malga Nakshatra, are considered very auspicious. And not just these two full moons, but these two Vedic months. And it's not just because those Vedic months culminate with moon dwelling in the sign of a luminary, sidereal Cancer or sidereal Leo, but there's actually much more to that. Now, if you look what happens during these two full moons, during these two lunar months, is that Sun is always dwelling in one of the signs of Saturn, either Capricorn or Aquarius, while Moon will be occurring in each of those months in one of the signs of the luminary, Sun or Moon, Cancer or Leo. And from yogic perspective, that is incredibly significant because both signs of Saturn, Capricorn and Aquarius, according to Sri Yukteswar, represent our root chakra, our Muladhara chakra, where Sun is now seated. On the other hand, the two signs governed by luminaries, the Sun and the Moon, the givers of light in our sky, are considered by Sri Yukteswar as symbolic to our third eye chakra, the point in between our eyebrows. So what happens during these two powerful full moons is that one luminary, the sun, dwells at the base of our spine in the root chakra, while another shines in its fullness in opposite place in our third eye chakra. And thus, a certain alignment is happening between the earth element within us, between what's material within us, and between what's spiritual within us, the spirit, the consciousness, which also results in practice in a certain alignment between reality and vision, between where our focus is, what our soul desires, and what needs to be done externally on material plane. If you look farterly into that, during both of these lunar months, what is happening during the bright fortnights or Shukla Pakshas? Is that after conjunction of Sun and Moon during the new moon, while Sun continues to dwell in either Capricorn or Aquarius in the root chakra at the base of our spine, Moon slowly starts moving away from the Sun and as it moves away, it becomes not only brighter and brighter, but also in these two particular months, it symbolically climbs up the zodiacal chakras. Because what happens? Moon moves from Aquarius or Capricorn into the sign of Pisces, the sacral chakra. From Pisces to Aries, the Manipura chakra or solar plexus. 
from Aries to Taurus, zodiacal heart chakra, from Taurus to Gemini, zodiacal throat chakra, until it finally reaches Cancer or Leo, the third eye chakra itself, and shines there finally with its fullness. So as you can imagine, looking from yogic perspective, both of these lunar months are so auspicious because they realign the spiritual part of ourselves with the material side of ourselves. They are actually facilitating the growth of light, the growth of consciousness in our chakras, which is why both lunar months were commonly known to be greatly conducive for all types of spiritual practices and sadhanas, especially Kriya Yoga, especially focusing on actually raising our energy through our chakras, raising our consciousness from human to divine. Full moon in Magha Nakshatra in particular was considered to be incredibly auspicious. In fact, whenever full moon occurs in Magha Nakshatra, what happens is the Kumbha Mela, the great festival where all saints come together doesn't matter which lineage, which background they come from, and they take a symbolic deep in a bath and bath in sacred rivers. But as my Gurudev often says, in reality, we need to take a dip in sacred rivers within us. Those three sacred rivers and their conjunction takes place nowhere else but in our third eye chakra, where three most important energy channels intersect. Sushumna, Ida and Pingala, which are symbolic of the three sacred rivers in India, Ganga, Yamuna and Saraswati. So we can infer from all those things that indeed, astrologically, it is an incredibly potent time when full moon occurs in Maganakshatra. It's a time to realign ourselves with our higher spiritual self, with our higher spiritual purpose. And that in itself is actually so powerfully represented by Magha Nakshatra, which has as a symbol a throne, a royal seat, a symbolic lion seat, because it's the sign of Leo as this particular, uh, let's say, nakshatra represents the symbolic simhasana. Simhasana, or the lion seat, is literally how the throne, the royal seat, is addressed in Sanskrit. And of course, you know, very often we interpret the throne which Magha nakshatra represents a little bit too literally. Sri Yukteswar interprets it as the actual throne of our consciousness, throne of our soul, which is in our third eye chakra. Unfortunately, most of the time it is our mind or our ego that sits on this throne of our awareness rather than our higher consciousness or soul itself. But when full moon shines in Magha Nakshatra, it allows us for a moment to detach a little bit from this ego self, from this mind, 
and allow the soul to sit on its throne, which is something that can of course happen only through contemplation, through meditation, through yoga. Magga nakshatra is very special in this sense because of course it is a Gandanta nakshatra and this particular Gandanta between Ashlesha and Maga, between Cancer and Leo, actually represents this final granti, final knot that needs to be resolved and untied and which dwells at the very center of our third eye chakra. That very center of our third eye chakra, Sri Yukteswar was also referring to as Simha Dwara, or this symbolic lion gate through which our consciousness needs to pass in order to regain its true and original position, in order to reunite with the divine. So if you take all of that consideration, you can clearly see how special and auspicious the full moon in Magana Kshatra always is. And I'm sure you can easily imagine that, particularly this year, on 24 February, when full moon in Magana Kshatra is going to be aspected with five planets, this in itself is going to be a very, very powerful one a very powerful full moon in Maga Nakshatra. The moon will be aspected there by Jupiter from the sign of Aries, by powerful Saturn from Aquarius, by the sun and Mercury too, and also by exalted Mars from Capricorn. Very powerful combination. Now, one other really interesting thing about this entire bright fortnight and this entire lunar month is that it is also very sacred to one of the ten Mahavityas, the great goddesses of knowledge, transcendental knowledge, goddess Matangi, who is considered to be the tantric form of Saraswati, the goddess of wisdom. But unlike Saraswati, Matangi is not white complexioned, but dark complexioned, dark green. She also holds a Veena stringed instrument in her hands, but also a school full of nectar, a powerful symbol that when we allow ourselves to symbolically behead our ego and put it to the side, only then the nectar, the bliss of our true self can be revealed. The first nine days of Shukla Paksha or Bright Fortnight, when Moon is symbolically moving up the chakras and moving away from the Sun, is actually known as Matangi Navaratri. The Navaratri is sacred to Goddess Matangi. And it's so symbolic thing, you see, because Matangi represents the divine inspiration that is hidden within us. The inspiration and the knowledge that does not come from the scriptures, but comes directly through our life experiences, even through our difficult feelings and emotions, through things where we would normally not expect to give us knowledge, through places where we would normally not expect to find knowledge. But it is there, often, in those darker places in our life, 
or when we actually allow ourselves to face our weaknesses and challenges, that we can find the greatest wisdom. You know, Matangi is the goddess who really represents the principle of embracing all parts of ourselves. Also those parts that we are ashamed of or scared of, those rejected part of ourselves. This is why, you know, symbolically, Goddess Matangi is the only aspect of the divine who is offered remnants of food. Remnants representing the remnants within us. Remnants of negative qualities inside of us. You know, because all very often we try to work on ourselves, we try to transform the negative qualities inside of us. But there's often this remnant remaining. And those remnants, you know, of negative qualities inside of us, we usually prefer to put under the carpet rather than try to use it to get to the very root cause of the problem and find true wisdom inside of it. So in the aspect of Matangi, the goddess is actually inspiring us to seek those parts of ourselves. Find those parts of ourselves within us which are rejected, which we might feel ashamed of and find wisdom in them, heal them, recycle them, you know, into something that is alive again. In fact, goddess in this form as Matangi or Shamala, according to the legend, was born from the remnants of food eaten by Lord Shiva, Parvati, Lord Vishnu and Lakshmi. Which is such a beautiful metaphor reminding us that often in those places of ourselves or of our life which we undervalue, which we put away, that we can find the greatest wisdom. The goddess of wisdom herself can be born from that. If we learn how to appreciate it, how to appreciate every part of life, the pleasant and the unpleasant, the beautiful and the ugly, So it's a very, very beautiful lunar month for contemplating on those topics, contemplating on goddess in this form. And needless to say, as Mother Matangi, she is the goddess of divine inspiration and divine wisdom. It's an incredibly potent time, not just for introspection and meditation, but it's also a beautiful time to learn more, especially dive into spiritual teachings, dive into the scriptures, because you will be able to understand them better, to absorb those teachings better. In fact, the fifth day of Matangi Navaratri is commonly celebrated as Vasant Panchami. Vasant Panchami, a day sacred to Mother Sarasvati, the goddess of all knowledge, all wisdom, all inspiration, all creativity, and all arts. Same like Mother Matangi is.
it's quite beautiful because our ability to absorb divine knowledge and wisdom, our ability to be creative is very much dependent on the quality on, of the lunar channel in our energy body known as Ida Nadi, which runs primarily on the left side of our body. It is actually believed in tantric tradition that goddess in the form of Matangi presides specifically over this particular energy channel in our energy body and her worship is advised for those natives who have either weaker moon in their birth chart or generally some issue or blockage in the lunar channel. And now you see it's so beautiful if you look at it from astrological perspective because Srimad Bhagavatam describes that all the nakshatras from Danishta to Maga, from Aquarius to the very beginning of Leo, they represent the left side of the body of Kalapurusha, or spirit of time. So literally what happens during this bright fortnight, during this Shukla Paksha, as the moon gradually moves away from the sun and becomes brighter and brighter every day, is that it moves up the zodiacal chakras specifically on the left side of our energy body, which is sacred to Goddess Matangi. And how beautiful is that, you know? Especially in the context that this particular part of the year, especially the first nine nights of this Shukla Paksha, are actually sacred to Divine Mother in this form, Matangi, the one who helps us to unlock our Idanadi, unlock our creative potential, our connection with the Divine and Divine inspiration itself. How beautiful is that? So once again, as you can expect, this particular full moon is going to be really powerful and incredibly auspicious too. So I do hope that during this Shukla Paksha or Bright Fortnight, or at least during the full moon itself, which will take place on 24 February, you will find a little bit of time to dive within, bring your awareness to your third eye chakra, breathe through it, connect with the divine within you, and offer to this higher divine consciousness within you everything you would like to be transformed, all the things within you, all the parts of yourself that are rejected. Reintegrate them. Extract knowledge from them. For that will give you not just lots of wisdom, but also a lot of power and energy to move forward in life. And it can transform your life in many more ways than you can see. So I do wish you a very beautiful full moon. Namaste.